Welcome to The Excellent Fiduciary, a podcast from Roland Chris, where we explore what it takes to meet and exceed the demands of managing an employee benefit plan in today's complex market. From regulatory developments to fiduciary news and practical tips, tune in to The Excellent Fiduciary for your step-by-step guide in achieving compliance and confidence in a new fiduciary era. Now let's begin today's show with an introduction from our Roland Chris host. This episode of the Excellent Fiduciary Podcast is focused on a part of retirement plan administration that's the source of a lot of turmoil for many employers who sponsor 401k and 403b plans. There's no other challenge in managing the rules related to those plans than the issue we are going to cover today. I'm Ron Hagen, Chairman of the Risk Standards Committee at Roland Chris. Our firm witnesses firsthand how cracks in a governance risk management and compliance system for employee benefit plans qualified under the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, or ERISA, so easily subject human resources executives and their employers to significant economic loss and problems for their employees. In this episode, we'll discuss the retirement plan management error that tops them all. Unfortunately, deficiencies in the administration of 401k and 403b plans, which I'm going to call 401k from here forward, are widespread and involve predictable mistakes. The first and most common is the failure to remit employee deferrals for deposits to their retirement plan accounts on a timely basis. It should be no surprise then that deficiencies in this area is one of the most aggressive enforcement areas by the Internal Revenue Service and the U.S. Department of Labor. Well, let's look at this issue from the IRS's viewpoint first. The Internal Revenue Code makes employers responsible for contributing their employees' retirement plan wage deferrals to the plan's trust. Now, suppose the plan document contains language about the timing of deferral deposits. In that case, the failure to make deposits according to the trust and to the trust can lead to what's called a prohibited transaction, which is any transaction between a plan and a so-called disqualified person that the law prohibits. Now, in such a case as this, the employer becomes a disqualified person. A disqualified person participating in a prohibited transaction must correct the deficiency and pay an excise tax based on the amount involved. The initial tax on a prohibited transaction is 15% of the amount and applied yearly. If the the employer doesn't correct the transaction, an additional tax of 100% of the amount involved may be due. All right, now let's consider the U.S. Department of Labor's viewpoint of this issue. The DOL requires that the employer deposit deferrals to the trust as soon as the employer can do so. However, in no event can the deposit be later than the 15th business day of the following month. Now remember, the rules about the 15th business day don't make a safe harbor for depositing deferrals 15 days after the fact. Instead, that rule sets the maximum deadline. The DOL provides a seven business day safe harbor for employee contributions to plans that have fewer than 100 participants. Now, suppose the employer doesn't make the deposits timely. 
In that case, the failure may constitute an operational mistake resulting in plan disqualification. That is, if the plan specifies a date by which the employer must make the deferrals and not only a plan disqualification, but a prohibited transaction. Now, an employer can correct an operational mistake such as this under the Employee Plans Compliance Resolution System. An employer may not, however, fix a prohibited transaction under that system. The Department of Labor maintains a separate so-called voluntary fiduciary correction program as an avenue for resolving a prohibited transaction. I hope you've got that. It's a little bit complicated, but need be replay this section of the podcast so that you can get it in detail. Now, human resources managers should determine if their payroll operations comply with the retirement plan's terms related to the deposit of elective deferrals. Now, it's not common, but some plan documents do contain a specific time for deposits. Now, for example, if the plan document requires weekly deposits, but deposits are bi-weekly in practice, then that's an operational mistake requiring correction under the Employee Plans Compliance Resolution System. The IRS and the Department of Labor consistently take the position that failing to remit the amounts to the retirement plan as soon as it is administratively feasible is really just a disallowed loan from the plan to the company and is considered a prohibited transaction. Now let's consider for a minute what as soon as administratively feasible means to the Department of Labor. If the plan is considered a small plan for Form 5500 filing purposes, then the DOL considers seven business days to be enough time to uh, to remit 401k amounts. Now if the plan has over 100 participants, it can be considered a large plan, and the DOL considers only three business days then to be a reasonable enough time to remit. If the company holds the employees with holdings that are intended to be a deferral into the 401k plan, then the burden of proof is on the employer to prove it was not administratively feasible to remit the money within that time frame. For example, You might have a decent argument if your area was in a hurricane and had no power for 12 days. But saying that your payroll person was on a two-week cruise isn't going to work because if you manage to make payroll on time without them in town, then the remittance of the 401k amounts should have been deposited as part of the same payroll procedures. So if you've just realized you're a month behind on making the 401k payments, then you're absolutely correct to send in those amounts to the plan as soon as you can. In addition to the missed payments, you should also deposit some lost earnings on the funds as well. Now, this amount will be the greater of the actual lost earnings to the employees or the profit resulting to the company from the use of the funds. Now, unfortunately, it's unlikely to be a trivial calculation for you to determine what additional earnings amount to remit to the employees. The DOL does recognize that. So it provides a tool. You have the ability to use the DOL Voluntary Fiduciary Correction Program and their online lost earnings calculator. And you may find the calculator at this link on your internet browser. 
go to dol.gov slash agencies slash EBSA. On that page, you will see a quick links heading on the right side of the page and select from that the correction programs entry. And then on the next page that appears, select tools and you'll find the online calculator. Now here's how to avoid the mistake in the first place. The Employee Retirement Income Security Act requires qualified plans to be managed in alignment with a prudent process. So update your plan administration procedures around the following three steps. Number one, establish a procedure requiring the deposit of elected deferrals coincident with or after each payroll per the plan document. If deferral amounts are a week or two late because of vacations or other disruptions, Keep a record of why those deposits were late. Now, number two, coordinate with your payroll provider and others who provide service to your plan, if any, to determine the earliest date you can reasonably make deferral deposits. The date and related deposit procedures should match your plan document prov provisions about this particular issue if there are provisions. Number three, implement practices and procedures that you explain to new personnel as turnover occurs to ensure they know the deferral deposit rules. Now, on top of those three steps to be sure to add into your payroll system, periodic verification is a must. On a regular schedule, human resources managers should examine the organization's payroll reconciliations to ensure employees' retirement plan deferrals comply with the plan's rules. We recognize that that can be time-consuming, and it can be a process that exceeds many employers' resources. There's, a, there, there's something that can help here. It's called Payroll Protect. It's a solution from Roland Chris that adds to an employer's resources and helps manage employee benefit plans by implementing a payroll controls workflow, assessing operations against the controls, establishing monitoring steps to ensure compliance with the plan's rules, and improving CPA annual audit results. You may learn more about Payroll Protect online at rolandchris.com forward slash payroll dash verification. More resources regarding employee benefit plan administration exist on our website at rolandchris.com. I thank you for your participation today, and we enjoy receiving feedback to our podcasts, so please send us questions or comments by email at excellentfiduciary at rolandchris.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and I hope you'll join us on our next podcast, and until then, have a great day.